This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Hey everyone, welcome back to Inside China Tech. I'm Zensu, a tech reporter with the South China Morning Post, and today I have with me my colleague Zhou Pinghuang, who covers everything cryptocurrency and blockchain related. Hey everyone. Okay, Joping. So tell me one thing today.、Um, is Bitcoin dead? Well, it's not dead, but definitely it's crypto. Cause in over the past two weeks, Bitcoin price has plunged from six thousand US dollars to below four thousand US dollars. It's just in two weeks' time. And if you look back into a longer time, at the end of last year, Bitcoin was traded at more than twenty thousand US dollars. That's Entirely crazy, right? And there's another way to put the whole thing into perspective. If you look at the whole market value of the of the like more than two thousand cryptocurrencies, right now the market cap was one hundred thirty billion. That's the company value of Uber. And if you look back at the peak in December, it's nearly eight hundred billion US dollars. That's the market cap of Apple. So from an Apple to Uber, that's a Disastrous is, job. Is this、um, for Bitcoin specifically, or all no, cryptocurrencies? That's for all cryptocurrencies. There are like more than two thousand. So apart from Bitcoin, like I mean, I know there are other popular sort of cryptocurrencies like Ethereum. Like, are these cryptocurrencies also falling, or is it just Bitcoin? Yeah, they are falling with Bitcoin because Bitcoin is the first and the most popular one. So most of the time, the market move with Bitcoin prices. So that means a lot of people would have. Lost a lot of money because you know I remember in the December peak last year,、um, Bitcoin was really something that everybody was trying to get into. Like it was the new big thing in tech, and you know people were like, you know,、uh, people were looking at the price sort of rise in a very meteoric way, and everybody really wanted to get into、um, this sort of get rich quick maybe sort of investment thing. So、um, yeah, like I guess people who really bought in their peak would have lost a lot of money. Joping, have you ever?、Um, did you ever, you know, buy any Bitcoin to just try it out or anything? I didn't buy any. It's sort of like I'm covering this, so it's a little bit like controversial if I buy it. But the sentiment I get from social media, like Twitter and、uh, Reddit, people are really sad. Like on Twitter, people are making jokes. Like it's Black Friday, so there's a thirty percent, actually thirty percent,、uh, right? So probably thirty percent discount on Bitcoin, and I saw a joke on Reddit. If you if you got like invested a lot in Bitcoin, you should now. Someone just post the the hotline for the U.S. suicide like help. So basically, it's for people to, you know, people who maybe bought in their peak, bought a lot of Bitcoin, and basically lost seventy percent of their fortune. Um, since December, I guess it's catering to these people. But I'm quite interested because you know, in the December peak, it seems like the、um, the number, like the people who were buying in, were、um, people like you and me. Like you know, we are not necessarily people in the know, right? Because as far as I can remember, Bitcoin has always sort of been a thing over the last two or three years. But Bitcoin at the time was maybe more limited to people who are in the circle. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it is in terms of the technology, because blockchain technology, which is behind Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency, they are still pretty new. There are more like developers and、uh, venture funding in the area, but that is like new or niche. But in terms of like trading the market, like lots of retail investors 
all the jokes are like mom and pops on the street. They have also put their money, sometimes maybe life savings, into crypto. So in December, when Bitcoin reached its peak, that was kind of like culmination of like a couple of weeks and a couple of months of that price really just going up, like breaking 10, 14, 15, 16k per Bitcoin. And really what sparked that kind of rise? Because if you look at the sort of graph of Bitcoin prices, it had, it's always been sort of rising, but slowly. And then sometime last year, it really sort of shot up. Yeah, late last year, people sort of came to the brand new idea of initial coins offering or ICO. This is basically a easier or sometimes shady way to raise fund, raise money for your crypto projects. People are comparing that to IPOs, but they are just not regulated. So lots of new projects came to existence at that time, and they raised quick, easy money through these ICOs, basically launching their own crypto tokens most of the time based on the Ethereum um, blockchain. So at that time, people started ICO projects, but later, lots of those projects failed. Then the price plunged. When did it start plunging? Like oh, a little bit after the peak, like January, February. Since like the start of this year, it has been on a downward trend. Obviously, you know, two weeks ago, um, 6,000 to below 4,000 today. Um, what spark this sort of decrease because that's like a 30%-ish decrease, right? Were there, was it, were there any particular reasons for this this decline? Right. So uh, the, late, the, the trigger of the latest crash is widely recognized to be a split, a clash over the community, among the community of Bitcoin. So uh, you might heard of Bitcoin, but not familiar of another crypto, which is called Bitcoin Cash. In short, it's a clone, an offshoot of Bitcoin. It came into existence like about a year ago. But now what happened just now, two years, uh, two weeks ago, is just like in the Bitcoin Cash community, people have different ideas about how the coin should develop. So there are two rivaling group of developers. They just launched two versions of Bitcoin Cash. So basically, Bitcoin Cash itself split into two coins. Okay, so I have several questions. Firstly, if Bitcoin Cash is an offshoot of Bitcoin, um, does so they're two separate cryptocurrencies. Last August, Bitcoin became two separate entities, which is Bitcoin, the one we're familiar with, and Bitcoin Cash, the offshoot, the clone. So that means I can choose to buy right now either Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, and they're two different prices? Correct. I see. So now within the Bitcoin Cash community itself, they're further splitting into another two two sort of routes. That's correct. And um, so what happens? So, okay, let's say if I'm already holding some Bitcoin Cash, how do I know where my cash is going to sort of split? So if you hold some Bitcoin Cash in your own wallet address at the time of the split, which happened on November the 15th, you will just have like two, if you hold like one Bitcoin Cash at the time of the fork or the split, you will just naturally get one of each of the new coins. What are the names? So who, so do they have different names now? Yeah, one is called Bitcoin ABC. Another is called Bitcoin SV. Okay, Joe Ping, how about you sort of unpack that for us? So in this Bitcoin Cash hard fork, what 
are the names of these new Bitcoin Cash? Like, surely they're not, you know, called the same thing now. So do they have different names? What's going on? So right now there are two, right? So the bigger one is called Bitcoin ABC. It's backed by a Chinese company called Bitmain. Basically, Bitcoin ABC represents the idea of, like, you should build more apps on the Bitcoin ABC blockchain. So it's like developers can build their own apps on the blockchain. So it's more than uh, money, more than a transfer system. That's Bitcoin ABC. And the rivaling camp is called Bitcoin SV. SV stands for Satoshi's version. And as you might know, like Satoshi is the anonymous founder of Bitcoin. So what's Satoshi's version? It, the version is just like Bitcoin Cash should solely be act as a global money system. Basically, it's opposite what the ABC is doing, right? Building apps on top of the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. It should just be a money. We just do money transfers. Okay, so how is it that the split of Bitcoin Cash is affecting the price of Bitcoin itself? Because earlier you mentioned that Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin are two different things, right? Yeah, because uh, in the crypto market, it's typically like one of the major cryptos if their price plunge the wider market will, will plunge with that specific crypto. Because uh, most of the time, the community is quite small and the liquidity is not very big. So it's like panic selling. It's like, oh, crap, what's happening with Bitcoin Cash? And then everybody's like, oh, panic selling Ethereum and Bitcoin because they don't want to be caught in that. Right. I see. Interesting. Okay, let's step back for a bit. And, you know, I think it would be great if you could unpack more of this for us. Um, you say Bitcoin ABC. Bitcoin ABC or Bitcoin Cash ABC? Bitcoin ABC. So you said Bitcoin ABC is backed by a Chinese company called Bitmain, right? But as I remember, I believe um, China actually banned all of these, you know, cryptocurrencies in China. And um, so, so, so is this China versus the rest of the world? Is it this company, you know, choosing to do their own thing? What's happening here? Right. So last September, like China's central bank banned trading of cryptocurrencies. Basically, they issued a notice saying, hey, you guys cannot do exchanges inside China's border. But that's a ban on trading. It doesn't mean China are also banning other aspects of cryptocurrencies. Actually, the Chinese central bank is developing its own digital money. And there are a lot of government initiatives on blockchain, like in areas like supply chains, data management, things like that. Uh, so back to Bitcoin ABC. Bitcoin ABC is backed by a Chinese company called Bitmain. They're the world's biggest makers of mining machines for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Basically, all the transactions of Bitcoin are maintained and built by those computers. The computers need to solve a specific math problem to process the transactions. And Bitmain is the maker of those uh, computers. And they are not banned by the government. Actually, they are planning to file an IPO in the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Okay, so that's pretty interesting because Bitmain is in itself... Uh uh, they, they they have a lot of skin in the game, right? Because they make mining equipment. But the fact that they're backing this Bitcoin ABC and because of that, the price has sort of plunged. How affected are they? Like, isn't it kind of like shooting yourself in the foot because now it's the price of Bitcoin is low and I don't know, do people still want to mine Bitcoin when, it, when the price is so low? What's happening? 
Yeah, so as I said, Bitcoin, uh, Bitmain has filed its IPO in Hong Kong Stock Exchange, right? So if you look into its financial numbers, and we've did some calculations ourselves before. So actually in the second quarter, the company might be losing money because the demand for mining machines are low, amid the like, plunge of the price. And specifically in the Bitcoin Cash hard fork case, like Bitmain is believed to invest a lot of resources and money to back up its own version, which is Bitcoin ABC. So it's not a great deal for the company as well. So why are they backing this Bitcoin ABC? Because if their business is in um, making the hardware for people to mine Bitcoin, then why are they suddenly going into like, oh, we want to be like like the Play Store, but on blockchain, like where you can have apps and you can have application, like, you know, different functions. Why, why are they doing that? Yeah, to talk about that, we need to understand the basic fundamental disagreements in the Bitcoin community. It's whether to use Bitcoin as gold or whether to use it daily money for coffee. The Bitmain is backing the version that serves Bitcoin as a daily money because if we do that, you need stronger computers, which means stronger, more powerful chips to process the transactions, right? That relates back to Bitmain's business, which is build those better chips. So it's actually beneficial to the company itself. Okay, so let's flip this and sort of look at the other side, which is Bitcoin Cash SV, Satoshi's version. So who's backing this one? Why and why do they believe that this is better? Right. The major back of Bitcoin SV is a Australian computer scientist called Craig Wright. So in 2016, the Australian guy claimed himself to be the founder of Bitcoin, which is called Satoshi, right? But later, that guy failed to provide any evidence to back up his claim. Now he's back in the game, basically promoting a Bitcoin version that is beneficial to his own company. So it's all self-serving, basically. These people who want Bitcoin Cash to run differently, they have their own interests at heart. So what's the price for Bitcoin Cash SV then? Let me check the live price. Oh, it's a little above 100 US dollars. Oh, so it's like half, basically. So more people, like the price for Bitcoin ABC is double that of Bitcoin SV, but more computers are devoted to supporting Bitcoin Cash SV. That's true, because uh, the Australian computer scientist I mentioned himself is the backer of a major mining pool, mining facility for Bitcoin Cash. So basically, he can have the resource to devote his com- computers to mine Bitcoin SV. Cool. So in this battle, um, when all of these prices are falling, who are the people who are really, you know, really getting hit? by this plunge in price just because, you know, two groups of developers can't decide where Bitcoin Cash should go. Who are the victims here? Right. The major victims so far is the miners. Like people buy those machines, buy those chips to process transactions. Their goal is to get some new coins as reward. So a major cost in the mining game is that you need to pay huge amount of electricity to run those computers, right? Um, so Right now, mining for a lot of people is not profitable or sustainable because they are paying a huge electricity bill and their earnings, their profits are lower than that bills. So that's for the people like the like the miners who are people like you and me, or are we talking about companies like Bitmain? 
there can be individuals and there can be companies. One of Bitcoin's services to uh, house those machines for other companies or people like us. So how badly hit are companies like Bitmain who are selling this sort of mining equipment? Because obviously if individuals like us or companies realize that it's not profitable to mine Bitcoin anymore, I'm guessing it is pretty natural that the demand for mining equipment is going to also fall off a cliff. Right. So right now people are dumping those secondhand machines in the market. And I've been checked with a few friends. Like they say a secondhand, like one of the major types of those machines, the original price tag is above 3,000 yuan. And right now in this black market, it's being sold at around 500 yuan for a secondhand machine. So yeah, it's quite cheap now. So that's the evidence, basically. People are, they've decided it's not profitable. They're just dumping their machines. They're just put, letting the hardware go, basically. Is that right? And for those buyers of those secondhand machines, they are just trying to transfer those machines to locations where they can find cheaper electricity. So, for example, one guy is running those machines at electricity bill of 0.5 yuan per kilo hour, which is a common price in China. Then the buyer may just find some other locations like in Russia or other countries, Canada, Iceland, where they can find cheaper power. So that means there's still people who actually believe in um, Bitcoin cash, whether Bitcoin cash or Bitcoin, that this sort of low in the market is only temporary and that it will rebound. I think it's just a matter of way to sustain their business, right? People always trying to find a solution to continue make money. So Bitmain, um, did you say, is one of the world's largest? It's the world's single biggest maker of those mining hardware. So there are other lots of smaller players who are also making this hardware, right? So um, these companies that are smaller, are they even worse hit than Bitmain? I mean, everyone's taking a hit, but if you're big, you're maybe a little bit more insulated. If you're a smaller player, have you seen any impact on these smaller players? Right. It might not be like 100% related, but two weeks ago, the world's second biggest maker of mining hardware, which is called Canon, also a Chinese company, they filed their IPO like six months ago, but just now they let their IPO go inactive. So the series are there also hit in the bear market. So they kind of decided to not go on that process. So if we pull it back to look at, you know, the price of Bitcoin plunging. Today, it's below 4,000. I think it, the last I checked earlier, it was like 3,700, 3,800 thereabouts. Can you see the bottom from here or are we going to free fall? Is Bitcoin going to one day be worth nothing? Actually, no one knows if it's the bottom or not. If someone has a definite idea, like he will make a lot of money out of that, right? And there will be a comeback. But other people believe it can plunge to as low as 2,000. So among the investors that you've been talking to, are there people who are using this chance of, you know, Bitcoin being cheap, sort of, to invest because they believe in the potential of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and they believe that that's, you know, that one day it's going to go back to its peak? Yeah, I talked to Genesis Block, which is a Hong Kong-based company running some Bitcoin ATMs in the city. So they told me that they've seen some retail buyers buying more Bitcoin in the past two weeks because they believe it's the bottom and it's a good time to buy and hoping it can come back. 
So I understand one of our colleagues, Celia Chen, she is in Shenzhen and, you know, she basically visited some of the um, technology malls. I don't know why you call them. Hua Tiangbei, where you can go and buy basically anything from phones to components for computers and even Bitcoin mining equipment. So she paid a visit yesterday. I think she found some pretty interesting things, right, Ping? What, what, what happened, basically? Right. I got some interesting anecdotes from her. So basically, Hua Tiangbei is the world's biggest electronics market. And there are a lot of wholesales and retails of everything from iPhone to Bitcoin mining machines, right? But Silas is telling me there used to be like four or five uh, counters selling Bitcoin mining machines at the center of Hua Tiangbei. But uh, when he checked yesterday, a lot of them are closed. And uh, he talked to one of the like vendor. The owner is super broad and uh, taking a nap in the afternoon. Basically, there's no customer. And he told Celia since May, the company has invested more than 1 million yuan in the business. But so far, they hasn't made any money. They hasn't been profitable at the moment. Okay, so obviously, Hua Tiangbei is the world's largest electronics market, like you said. You can literally find anything. And that's probably a really good sort of benchmark or of like sentiment of Bitcoin. If like the dude who is selling Bitcoin machines or mining machines is taking a nap. So what what really can we, we see from this? I mean, it's kind of crazy because now we have Bitcoin ABC, uh, Bitcoin Cash ABC, being backed by a Chinese company going up against this Australian dude and also with Bitcoin Cash falling, you know, what do you sort of extrapolate from all of this? Right, like you said, it's a real reflection of how how bad the market is. But I guess we can check in a couple of months' time to see if there's more vendors back in the Hua Chongbei market to have a sense of is the market really bad. So... Bitcoin mining machines and all of this hardware, I'm sure, also follow Moore's law, which states that processing power generally will double every two years while the costs are halved. So I guess this could mean that in two years, mining would be even cheaper and then people might get back in again. Yeah, probably. But it can be any time now because those mining companies are developing newer chips. Like Bitmain is one of them, and uh, they are hoping the newer chips can bring the market back. I actually realize these chips are actually super interesting because chips are these chips um specifically for Bitcoin mining machines, or are these like just general semiconductor chips that they are? Like I'm just suddenly thinking, are they being fueled by? Like is are China's general semiconductor industry also being fueled because all these? companies are trying to create better chips to basically mine Bitcoin and earn more money. Those chips are specifically designed for mining Bitcoins. Okay, let's bring it home now. You know, obviously with Bitcoin, it's a very sort of controversial subject, right? You have um, really amazing investors like Warren Buffett and, um, you know, entrepreneurs like Jack Ma, who owns Alibaba, who, by the way, also owns the South China Morning Post, just a disclaimer. These people, they don't believe in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin. So basically, Warren Buffett in May said that Bitcoin is red poison squared. And Jack Ma has also said on multiple occasions that he doesn't, you know, believe in Bitcoin. So... Do you think these people have a point there? You know, on the other hand, banks are, a lot of them, uh, they're looking at blockchain instead and not so much Bitcoin. So 
Is this always going to be a very contentious issue? Right. I think it's just natural for people on Wall Street and big entrepreneurs to like seemingly to less welcome Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because the market is so speculative and it's hard to invest a lot of their resources into that and hoping they can get a return, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, like Jack Ma has said, like he believes in blockchain, but not crypto. So the major trend now for big tech companies like Alibaba, Baidu, and Tencent is that they are investing blockchain, but not cryptocurrencies. Great. So I think you know we've come to the end of today's podcast that gives you a little bit of an idea of what's happening with Bitcoin over the last two weeks. In the yeah. meantime, we publish great podcasts. You know, our previous weeks we've spoken to Jane Wong. Reverse engineers apps. We've talked about single stay. So if you haven't checked that out, you should definitely do that. Also, you should visit scmp.com/tech for our super great tech content. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at zensu. And for Joe Ping, your handle is Pingoma. How do you spell that? P i n g r o m a. Yeah. So you should definitely follow us on Twitter. We post also. All right. See you next week. Bye.